Welcome everyone. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. And so I hope you'll have a leaning factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. Let me appreciate the worship team. Come on, can we give them a hand? Do an incredible job week in, week out, don't they? Make sure you stand up if you're in the overflow or, or if you're in the other overflow. We have two overflows today. Come on, give them a hand. Put it. If you're in the first overflow, that's first class. If you're in the second overflow, I'm calling that business. You guys are an economy. Just being a little cheeky. I'm not sure what online is then. They're online. <laughs> Acts 7, sorry, uh, Genesis 17. I've been reading the book of Acts and that's why I'm about to shout Acts. Genesis 17 says this. When Abram was 99, someone say that's old. The Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty, walk before me faithfully. You'd, be, you'd think he'd say, come home. You're done. <laughs> it's over now. But no, he still has more for him. And I want to say to you today, man, if you're younger than 99, God's got more for you. Amen. He says, walk before me faithfully. Someone say faithfully. Slap your neighbour and say faithfully. And be blameless. And then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down, not because he was old though. And God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Some will say many. And I will make you very fruitful. Someone say very fruitful. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank You for every person in the overflow, both of them. I thank You for every person online. I thank You for those teaching our kids today. I thank You for every man, every woman. I thank You, Lord that Your life is for them, Your grace is for them. So Spirit of the living God, flow through Your servant into Your people. Lord, illuminate, teach, guide, but more than anything else, let faith awaken in this place. Let the visions and purposes of heaven be done. I declare no weapon formed against Your people shall prosper. I declare they are, Lord, truly your sons and daughters. So speak to them the way they need it today. Encourage that one. Lift that head. Lord, I rebuke the spirit of fear off your people. And let faithfulness and faith get in them and on them. Come on, let's pray this simple prayer, this simple declaration. Say, Jesus, I believe I can be who you desire me to be. Anoint me to hear your word. I declare today, I am an overcomer. 
I overcome. It's what I do. In your powerful name. And everyone say it one more time. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Praise God. Grab your seats. Grab your seats. Milton's just distracting me with his green strings. How many appreciate Milton and his green strings? I'm not sure why they're green, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I was thinking this week a lot about faithfulness. It felt like the, the Lord gave me just a very simple word. Someone say simple. It's, 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 isn't it true that simple is often underrated? But it's so often it's how we build our lives actually is on the simple things, to be honest. Like if, if I say to you or a bank says to you, what's your credit? What they're really saying is, how faithful are you? When you go and get interviewed and, and they say, listen, uh, can we have some recommendations or can we have some reference letters? What they're really saying is, are you faithful? Obviously in a marriage, there's a commitment of a time where you say, I'm gonna be faithful to you till death do us part for richer or poorer. And in that moment, isn't it true that you're kind of hoping for the richer bit? They're like richer and poorer, sickness and in health. You're like, you're not gonna get sick, are you? I mean, this could, well, let's just end this thing right now, you know? And it's really a declaration though of faithfulness. Faithfulness isn't sexy though sometimes. Faithfulness isn't sexy, but I found that if you work for someone, how many know that you want to get paid every week? That faithfulness is so vital, it's so important. And it's one of the attributes that doesn't sometimes get a lot of attention, but let me tell you, it's what God rewards. God is a rewarder of faithfulness. And when He shows up to Abraham or Abram and He changes His name, what He says to him, He says, I want you to walk before me faithfully. And then He says this, and I will make you exceedingly fruitful. What I think many times as you and I do is we're hoping for the fruit, but we're often hoping we can bypass the faithfulness. But I felt like the word that the Lord gave me and the word that I wanna give you is really this. If you take care of your faithfulness, then God will take care of your fruitfulness. Let me say that again. If you will take care of your faithfulness, someone say faithfulness, then God will take care of your fruitfulness. One more time. If you will take care of your, God will take care of your I could just close up shop right now. Just go home. Someone's like, all right, let's go. No, you're not ready for it yet. I wanna say to you today that faithful is God's nature. It is who He is. It is part of His name. Revelation 19, verse 11. Then I saw heaven open and behold a white horse, speaking of Christ. The one sitting on it is called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Psalm 31, uh, sorry, Psalm 36, verse 5 says this Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, and your faithfulness says to the clouds. Psalm 86, verse 15 says, But you, Lord, are a compassionate 
and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. God doesn't just have love, He is love. And His love is abundant to you and to me. God doesn't have faithfulness, He is faithfulness and it's literally abundant and it is His nature. How many of you thank God that the sun came up today? Right, the moon will come up tonight. The tides will go in and the tides will go out. There'll be summer, there'll be fall, there'll be winter, there'll be spring. It might change a little bit, but how many know the four seasons of life, they're gonna happen, why? Because God is faithful. It is His nature, it is His character. He cannot not be faithful. The Bible says he is not a man that he should lie. says nor the son of man that he would change his mind. It is impossible for God himself to lie. You know, in Psalm 31 verse 5, it's a prophetic scripture. It says this, into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. What's interesting is that is the scripture that Jesus quoted When he is dying on the cross, he says, into your hands, I commit my spirit. If you're gonna say, hey God, I'm I'm trusting you to bring me back from the dead. How many know you're trusting his faithfulness? When you trust in Jesus, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever, that's you, that's me, isn't it? That whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. What are you really saying? I'm trusting you for eternity. I'm trusting you to when I die, I ain't going down, I'm going up. The mission of this church is to have a lot more people go up than down. (laughs) Faithfulness is the identity of heaven, but faithfulness is being true to your new identity. This is important because all of us have been unfaithful, say yes. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, even the most moral, most perfect, most put together person ever. How many know that compared to God's righteousness, He just doesn't have it all together? If you ever wanna wonder, is, 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 is humanity flawed? Just let's just take all the things you've ever done wrong and should we just put them on the screen? Just your personal stuff, right? I mean, just you personally. Just go, let's take all the moments of unfaithfulness, all the like, all the stuff, any, any sexual stuff. You went to Vegas. Yeah, let's put that on the screen. Like, wait a minute. Why don't I want to be here anymore? Why? Because all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? There is no one who is completely faithful. But in essence, hear me now. Now, if you're a Christian, if you call yourself in Christ, how many know that you need to become faithful? And it's a process, isn't it? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, someone say in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. This is your spirit man, reborn. That is the part of you that is disconnected from God, right? But in Christ, you are actually in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, in a moment of faith, grace is imparted to you. You have a new identity. That identity will live forever in God. It is a new identity. You're a new creation if you're in Christ. If you're not a new creation, you're invited to it. It says the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. But how many of you know that sometimes you live according to your old identity? 
You live according to perhaps your uh, 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 Latino or black or white or Asian or everything in between. Perhaps you're like, well, I'm from New Jersey. You know, and it could be the simplicity of that, that you are living according to an identity that really isn't yet formed in Christ. Let me say that if you are negative, how many know that's not according to your new identity? That's according to your learned identity. That might be according to your family. That might be according to your circumstances. That might be because you just hang around a bunch of whiners. I said to my daughter the other day, I was like, I want, you, I want to take you to Chuck E. Cheese, but you ain't going until you stop whining. And she had to wait until she got happy. <laughs> that's right. That's good parenting right there. That's just good parenting. No, they're like, I want to leave. You ain't going until you're happy. We'll go when you're smiling. Whiners don't win. <laughs> Not in my house anyway. Well, maybe occasionally. How many know every parent occasionally just, all right, flip, I'm done, <laughs> you know. But I said to my daughter, and once I said it, you know, once you say it, you got to stay true to it. You ain't leaving anywhere till you happy. Isn't it funny though, she got happy pretty quick. All of a sudden, she was thankful for the birds and the bees and the sun shining and oh daddy I love you uh, now we can go get Chuck E. Cheese then you can complain about something else <laughs> 2 Corinthians 5.20 says this therefore we someone say we we are ambassadors. Paul is speaking to every Christian. He says, we are ambassadors for Christ. That is a representative of heaven. You are not just to represent your family lineage anymore. You are to represent heaven. That's a shift, isn't it? That's a new creation in Christ Jesus that's aligning your identity and your thinking and your speech that I am an ambassador of Christ. That means I represent. That means by the end of the year, this year, hopefully you're gonna look a little bit more like Jesus. That's good news, isn't it? Trust me, if you're married to here, like, oh, I hope you look a little more like Jesus. <laughs> Mark 10, 45 says this, for even the Son of Man came, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Every Christian should serve. Every Christian should serve. Why? Because Jesus served. Every Christian should serve. You're acting according to your new nature when you serve. You're acting according to your old nature when it's all about you. You're acting according to your new nature. I sometimes listen to different leaders and they talk about different statistics and so forth. And, and sometimes I'll say, 30% of your church will serve. And I'm like, so what does that mean? 70% of the church won't live according to their identity in Christ? 70% are just gonna be selfish? 70%? And I feel like saying that's your church. <laughs> Right, that's not this church. That might be you for a little while. 
Sometimes you need to receive and build faith. And some of you, maybe you've been disconnected for a long time from God. And finally, it feels like there's faith getting born in you again. It's like it's restoring, it's healing. But I just wanna say, there's a time of healing and there's a time of receiving. But let me tell you, eventually, there's a time of serving. There's a time of giving. And let me tell you why. Why? Because eventually God turns off the tap. If you're just a, a, a hose that never goes anywhere, eventually he's just gonna turn off the tap. But he wants to flow something in you so that it can flow out of you. One of the great things about responsibility is that it causes you to be more. One of the great things about me leading this church is I have to pray more. I'm like, I can't just get up here and fake it all the time or any time for that matter. You're like, how many times have you done that? I'm like, Lord, you blessed Charles Spurgeon's message. Bless this one too. Faithfully serve. Faithfully serve. Let me just say again, you ain't doing the church a favor by serving. Oh, I'm doing you a favor. No, you ain't. You're doing you a favor. Because it's not for your glory, but it is for your good. It is transformative of nature. You don't become a servant in a moment. You become a servant because you served for years and eventually someone goes, wow, you're a servant. You don't become generous in a moment. You aren't generous one time because you gave someone a dollar. You saw someone say, look, look, I'm generous. Look at me. Isn't the Lord so happy with me that I gave this man a dollar? I can now not give again for the next seven years. No, you become generous weekly. It's like you're chipping away at tightness, chipping away at a hard heart, chipping away at, at that life is about me. Every time I give, there's something, there's something that happens. Oh, you shoot, I do it again and do it again. And, and before you know it, wow, you're faithful and generous. You're faithful and generous. I have found time and time again that God has stretched my generosity. I grew up pretty, not, again, I grew up first world poor. And I say first world poor because I say that because sometimes people are like, ah, I got no opportunity. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You live in the 182nd wealthiest nation in the world. Sorry, 178. Income of America is the wealthiest, but the average American is 190 nations and it's 178. That's where you and I sit. So if you are complaining about your current income, understand that there's a hundred other nations that wish they were at least sitting in, in your space right now. Are you with me? So don't let anyone give you a victim mentality because 200 years ago, most of the world was broke. They were, it was a fact. 200 years ago, no, we didn't have toilets. We didn't have electricity. We couldn't just, Alexa, 
Alexa, just turn on some lovely music for me so that I feel amazing. And then I find myself, you ever get mad at Alexa? Oh, I kick Alexa. <laughs> Doesn't that show the shallowness of our soul that we are yelling at a, a computer to turn on and change the environment and then, heaven forbid, she gets it wrong occasionally? <laughs> and what's hilarious is all of you are laughing, which proves, <laughs> which proves we're the same. <laughs> which means I've been tempted to yell at Alexa. You're like, pastor, you could never. Yes, I, and then if my kids, so I'll ask for a song. Think about this, I'll ask for a song. Alexa, and then my daughter, she's like, Alexa, I'm 10 seconds into a song and she wants to change the song. How in the world did I get to this part of my notes? Talking about faithfulness talking about faithfully serve, talking about faithfully give. Listen to what Luke 16 says, verse 10. One who is faithful in a very little, someone say very little, is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. This is Jesus speaking. If then you have not been faithful, watch this now, in the unrighteous world, speaking of the, the worldly wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? It might be an awkward moment, but to think about it every time, every time there's an offering, every time there's a generous moment, do you know that God sees that? And we ask Him to pour out His Spirit, but I would suggest to you, sometimes you have to give something to get something because He watches. I've noticed that God watches. It's, 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 it's in essence like He's a personal trainer and He's saying, listen, can you, can you bench press this 20 pounds? You're like, I don't wanna bench 20 pounds. I wanna bench 300. And you're like, you haven't benched 20 yet. So why would I give you more? Why would I progress you to the next level? Why would I progress you? Why would I push you on if you haven't been faithful with 20 pounds? How do you get to 300? Some people are like, ah, oh, pastor, when I get 10 million, I'll give a million. No, you won't. How can I be faithful with $10? You know, I heard, I heard um, a statistic. I like statistics, I hate statistics. I like statistics because it informs me. I hate statistics because I don't want that to be the case. The average American gives away, the average Christian gives away one and a half to 2% of their income. That's embarrassing. They're living according to their old identity. They're not living according to their new identity. Let me say it again. They're living according to their old identity. They're not living according to their new identity. Honouring God is what Christians do. I'm living outside my identity if I don't honour God with my time and my finances and my thinking. I'm living outside of my identity. So I'm trying to motivate you and encourage you. There is a brand new identity for you, but you and I can't just sing about it. We've got to bring about it. Are you with me? I wanna say this today, faithfulness though, can be restored. Here's the good news. If you've been feeling guilty, faithfulness can be restored though. Say it with me. Faithfulness 
can be restored. Come on, in the overflow, and everyone else, say it with me. Faithfulness can be restored. Peter denies Jesus three times, yet Jesus restores him and still calls him to build the church. He is the preacher on Acts chapter 2. 3,000 people get saved. There is a crippled man who is literally lame from his mother's womb, and it is Peter the denier that has the power to say, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Now watch this now. And God heals him through Peter the denier, Peter the unfaithful. Fast forward about 10 or so years and Peter doesn't treat Jewish, uh, sorry, Gentiles appropriately. The Jewish people were very separate to themselves and culturally they were kind of very racist to everyone. So one day Gentiles are coming in and Jews are coming in and Peter is like, man, I'm afraid of what the Jews will think, my homeboys will think, and so he doesn't treat them well. Yet he still writes First Peter and Second Peter in the canon of the Bible. So your unfaithfulness can be restored. If you think of David, David was ridiculously faithful and then unfaithful. He was so faithful that he honoured King Saul when King Saul wanted to kill him. Like honoured him, honoured him. He could have killed him so many different times and he honours him. He literally's like, I will not touch God's anointed. And then he was so faithful for years. And then in a bad season, he becomes very unfaithful. And the reason I'm telling you this is because his faithfulness though was restored. Because even though he was ridiculously unfaithful, he doesn't just commit adultery, he has someone murdered. But then he faithfully repents. He says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. He says, And renew a steadfast spirit unto me. Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. He says, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. He doesn't just hide his unfaithfulness. Hear me now. He doesn't hide his unfaithfulness. It was hidden for a season, but he doesn't continue to hide that for the rest of his life. He has to expose the area of unfaithfulness so that God can make him faithful again. The most dangerous thing isn't your unfaithfulness. The most dangerous thing is your continual hiding of your unfaithfulness. Your most dangerous thing isn't, yeah, I I missed it, but I'm gonna hide it. That's dangerous. Don't do that. Are you with me? Faithfulness can be restored. Faithfulness can be restored. Faithfulness can be restored. You might have been unfaithful for many times to Christ. You might have been unfaithful sometimes serving. You might have been unfaithful giving. You might have been unfaithful. And, and, and I'm not talking about the massive unfaithfulness in marriage, though that could be. It, it just might have been I was unfaithful in time. 
Sometimes it's just that. It's, it's those little things. And here's the thing. I was having a conversation with someone and they pointed something out to me and I didn't like it. You ever have that conversation? You're like, you're having a conversation. You're like, oh, oh, oh. And the truth is that you kind of like, you don't like it. And then so you talk about something else and talk about something else. And it was a conversation with my wife. And she was like, no, 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 we're not talking about that. We're not talking about this. We're talking about this. I was like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about these things. No, we're talking about that thing, that moment, that thing. And I'm like, and then I'm like, why don't I just admit it? Right? <laughs> like, why don't I just go, yeah, I suck at that. All the men are starting to feel guilty. You should feel awkward sometimes in church. You should sometimes go, oh, not sure I like that word, pastor. Think that's for the person next to me. Think it's for the person behind me. I know it's for that guy in front of me. But God can't deal with it unless you go, oh shoot, I admit it. I admit it. I admit it. Let me give you my last thought today if you'd like to take notes. Faithfulness is greatly rewarded. You know, at the end of your life, you'll stand before heaven there'll be the version that you were meant to be and then you'll be the version that you are I kind of picture it like this 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 isn't maybe here's a good thing here's a way to say it there was who God created you to be and who you became and I wonder how big the gap will be wonder how big that gap will be between who you were intended to be and to do and what you actually became. In Matthew 25, Jesus tells the story of the kingdom of heaven. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a, a man who had treasure and he gives one to one man and two to another and five to another. And then the Bible says in Matthew 25, when the, the man brings it to God, here's what he says. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful. Over a little, I will set you over much. See, I believe with all my heart, if we'll worry about our faithfulness, God will worry about our fruitfulness. As a church, I'm believing that we're going to grow. I'm believing we're going to reach more people than ever this year. I believe we're going to see them transformed in transform groups and our Church of Life College and freedom groups. And I'm believing for all of those things. I'm believing to see our kids double. I'm believing for our youth to just grow and see massive increase. I'm believing for us to build two more churches in India. I'm believing us to, to literally double the space. By the end of the year, we should be in a brand new space, God willing. And here's what I'm saying. But the truth of the matter is this. I don't determine that. 
What we determine is our faithfulness. I think if we worry about our faithfulness, God will exceed what we even hope with fruitfulness, growth and health, growth and strength. I heard this cool story. Um, I was at the gym the other day and I was listening to something motivational and Rocky came on. How many know Rocky will motivate you? Rocky will just, come on, he doesn't have to do much. He's just gonna motivate you. He's like, yo, 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 Adrian. Yo, <laughs> yo, maybe I'll fight a polo, maybe I won't, yo, you know. If you can change, then I can change, and everyone can change. <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> but he told an interesting story when he went to Hollywood and he, he'd written a script, and it was the script of Rocky, and he shows up to be an actor. And he's, and he's going for a part, he doesn't get the part. And as he's walking out the door, he shares with the director, hey, I've got this kind of uh, script and it's not finished yet, but I, I think it really could be cool. And they're like, oh, wow, I'm interested in that. And they start reading it and they're like, hey, they offered him $20,000 for it. He, at the time, he was dead broke, had to sell his dog because he couldn't literally afford to feed his dog. You know, if you're broke when you can't afford to feed your dog. Has to sell his dog and they offer him 20000 for the script. He's like, no, no, because the, he wanted to be the star of the movie. He's like, I have to be the star. And then they offer him 50 grand. Then they offer him 100 grand. This is back in the 70s. This is like 1972, 73. And 100 grand is like a million dollars today. And he's broke. His head starts spinning. And then they offer him 200 grand. And then they offer him 300 grand. And then they offer him $360,000 for his thing. And he says, no. In the 70s, 360,000? That's like 3 million today. And he says, no, because he just believed that he had something. And I wonder if Hollywood re would reward Rocky like that. How much more? How much more, how much more if you'll be faithful? How much more will our Father in Heaven reward us? How much more will God give you? How much more will God bless you if you'll be faithful in this life and in the next? How much more? Come on, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we love You and praise You. I thank You for every person in the overflow. I thank You for every person within the sound of my voice. I thank You for every person who's watching online right now. I ask in this time that no one's moving around. This is an important moment. Maybe you're just hearing this message like, Pastor Anthony, I've been faithless. I've been unfaithful. I've got some good news for you. He's faithful. He didn't come for perfect people. He didn't come for faithful people. He came for imperfect people. 
died upon a cross, rose from the dead. His Spirit is in this place right now. He says, listen, if you turn to me and trust in me, put your faith in me, let go of your old ways, run after what I have for you. It's better than what the world has for you. And if you put your faith in that God, in the person of Jesus, He'll begin to be faithful to transform you from the inside out, bit by bit. Maybe you're here today and you've never prayed that. You've never said yes to Jesus. You may be far away from God, grew up religious, non-religious. Doesn't matter what you've done or who you've been with. Don't think about anything else but Christ on the cross. He was faithful. If you want to invite Him in your life right now, I'm going to ask our whole church to say a simple prayer after me. But I'm going to ask you, especially if you feel like you're, you know you're far away from God, you don't know God and you say, Anthony, I want to know God. Say this simple prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I turn to you. I trust in you. Thank you for loving me, dying on the cross for me. I turn to you with all my heart. Cleanse me, wash me, forgive me. Fill me with your spirit. May I never be the same again. With eyes closed. If you meant business with God and the overflow on online today or in person right here, would you quickly raise your hand, raise it up high all across this place. Raise it high, raise it high. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, sir. That's awesome today. Anyone else today? Raise that hand, raise it high. Thank you. If you're watching online today, if you're watching in the overflow today, raise your hand, raise it up high, just long enough for someone to see it and say, yeah, I see that hand. See that hand. You can put it down. Father, I thank you right now for your people. I ask you would fill them and touch them and strengthen them. In Jesus' name, I pray. And I want to take a moment right now. If you just feel like that word, faithful, that you want to dedicate to God and say, God, this year I want to be faithful to attend. I want to be faithful to serve. I want to be faithful to give. I want to be found faithful. I want to be faithful to get to know you. I want to be faithful in my home, in my, in my marriage, in my business. I need to be found faithful, God. It isn't a quick fix, but it is a dedication of who you're actually meant to be. I want you to quickly, if that's you today, you just feel stirred in your own heart. Man, I want to be faithful and true. I want to put on the new nature. If that's you today, I want you to stand to your feet quickly. Come on, all across this place. All across this place. Come on, stand to your feet. And I just want to pray for you. Come on, we all perhaps need to say, God, I need to be found faithful. Thank you. People going up all over. That's awesome. Just close your eyes. Father, I thank You for every person. And I just pray for their heart more than anything else. Their mind, that You would speak to them, that You would guide them, that You would strengthen them in Jesus' Name. Come on, everyone stand to your feet right now. Everyone stand to your feet right now. Come on, declare with me. Father, I believe I can become all You want me to become. I overcome 
through faithfulness. Grant me your grace to be faithful in Jesus' name. And everyone said, come on, give the Lord a hand.